0: Hey there, everybody. This is Dr. Donnelly Snipes, and there is a lot going on out there right now. So I figured I would do a series on dealing with stress in uncertain times. Right now, we have got a ton going on in politics. The stock market has just taken a complete dump lately. The coronavirus, we just don't know what to expect from it. And then there's also those looming things that we've been talking about for years, including the environment and community violence. Everywhere you look, it seems like there is something stressful or chaotic going on. So how do we handle that so we can still be happy and we don't let the stress tear us up inside and cause stress-related illnesses? Well, there is no one way. To handle it effectively. Each person is going to have their own strategies that work, but I'm going to give you several strategies that you might try. The first one is to take 10 minutes each day to focus on what is going well and the good news. 10 minutes. That's all I'm asking at the end of the day, at the beginning of the day, whenever you want to. 10 minutes where you tell yourself, I'm not going to think about anything negative. I'm not going to get online where I might see something negative. I'm just going to think about what's going well in my life. You know, my kids are healthy. My car got me to work today. You know, I've got a job. Whatever it is that is going well in your life, ponder on the things that are going well and how things are, you know, on a scale of one to five, one being completely crappy in every aspect. Five, being completely awesome and your dream life. Where are you right now? Most likely, you're probably somewhere around a three, hopefully, maybe even a four. But when we focus on the news, when we watch the news every day, when we get on social media, we can forget the things that are going well in our life because when we are distressed, when we're angry, anxious, depressed, our mind, our brain is primed to notice the negative things and ignore the positive things. So that's one of those tricks that we need to do is force our brain to also notice the good things. When you identify a problem, such as politics or the stock market or whatever, identify something that's going well. You know, I don't like the fact that the stock market took a dump for the third day in a row. And I know a lot of people are gonna be really stressed about their retirement accounts and yada, yada. Well, we can get stressed about that. But is that going to change the fact that the stock market took a dump? No, it's not. So, all right, I've identified a problem. Now, let me focus on identifying something that is going well in my life to kind of counterbalance it a little bit so I'm not stuck in that place where I'm feeling like, quote, everything is going badly. I'm forcing myself to recognize that some things are going well. Limit your exposure to the news, please. They say the same thing over and over and over again, so it can feel like it's never-ending crisis and chaos. And the news, for whatever reason, has decided that what they're going to report on are always the worst things, the fires, the shootings, the car crashes, the coronavirus. Anything that is going to get you upset is what the news thinks they're going to report on. Next time you watch the news, you know, and I encourage you to only do it for like 30 minutes a day if you have to do it every day, but count how many stories were positive and made you feel good and count how many stories were negative and made you stressed out and think to yourself, is it really that Imbalanced in the world, and then force yourself to get out and find positive things that are going on. Find people that are succeeding at what they try to do. Find people that are happy. Find children that are happy. You know, find things that counterbalance the negativity in the news. If you see a story about a shooting, okay, that was unpleasant. Now let's look at the positive. There wasn't a shooting in your neighborhood. Again, you're looking at where you're safe, what things are going well in your little sliver of the world. You can't control the whole world. The next thing is to breathe. And I know that sounds weird, but when we get stressed, we tend to breathe shallowly and rapidly so we don't get full oxygenation. When you breathe in slow for four, hold for four, out for four, you actually trick your body or Confirm to your body that there's no threat. When you slow your breathing, your heart rate will slow. Your threat response system, also called the HPA axis, that will go into the slowing down and relaxation phase instead of staying ramped up. So breathe. It's important. Focus on what you can control. And we'll just go through a couple of these. In politics, you can't control what the politicians are saying right now. If politics are really important to you, you can get involved in campaigns. That's something you can control, but you can't control who people are going to vote for. You can't necessarily control the outcome of the election and I mean there's just so much time between now and then. Getting all fired up about the possibility that something's going to happen isn't going to be good. If you get if you are passionate about it, use that energy to get involved. The stock market You can't control the fact that it took a dump. It took a dump. And that's just the way it is. What can you control about it? Well, you can sell now and take a bunch of losses, or you can realize that there's a lot about the stock market for the majority of us that we can't control and we're just going to have to ride it out. So what else can I control? I can control my spending. I can control other aspects so I make sure that I have the ability to ride it out until the stock market comes back up. The coronavirus, I can't control if it comes into the U.S. You know, that's way beyond my ability. The president can't even control whether it comes into the U.S. You know, we just don't know enough about the virus. What can I control? I can control whether I wash my hands. I can control how many public places I go out to. There are a lot of things I can control to make sure that I and my family stay safe. The environment, community violence, same sort of thing. We want to look at what can we control. I can't personally stop global warming. I can recycle. I can reuse things that I are able to be reused. I can do as much as I can to reduce my carbon footprint. There's a lot of things that I can do in my little sliver of the world, but I can't change the world All by myself. And community violence. Yes, there may be a shooting. It's like every time I turn on the news here in Nashville, it seems like there's always a shooting somewhere. Okay, well, that's unfortunate. However, in my neighborhood, in my city, there isn't. What can I do to keep myself safe and keep my family safe? Because that's what's important to me, is keeping my little sliver of the world as positive and safe as possible. And you know that includes my community being aware of strange cars that are coming in and out of our neighborhood and those are things I can do. I can't have much of an effect on things that are happening happening 30 miles away. Another strategy is to act purposefully and this may seem sort of common sense but a lot of times when we get upset we're not thinking about it we're we're wanting to fight or flee we're wanting to attack whatever that threat is and that's not always the best strategy because sometimes we can't do anything about the threat so getting upset about it and perseverating on it and just continuing to rant about it is just exhausting our energy so instead when something happens We need to ask ourselves, what's important to me right now? Who in my life is important? What is important in my life? And is getting upset about whatever this is impacting, you know, a good way to use my energy to cherish those things that are important in my life? A lot of times the answer is no. Getting upset about the stock market, for example. That is not going to help me have a good relationship with my children. That's not going to help me be healthy. That's not going to help me succeed at work. That's going to distract me, and that's going to drain my energy. And those are not things that I want to do. And worrying about something I have no control is a pointless, futile exercise. It is, however, helpful to acknowledge your anxieties and frustrations When you feel anxious, when you feel angry, notice it. That's your body saying there might be a problem. Say, okay, I feel anxious. It is what it is. Now, what can I do to improve the next moment? Is there some way I can address this issue? If not, what can I do with my energy instead that is going to help me grow and that's going to benefit those things that are important to me? I hope these strategies gave you a couple of things to start thinking about. We're going to have two more videos in this segment. but. Ultimately, I want you to be able to figure out some ways that you can tolerate the distress that is bound to increase over the next few months. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Dr. Donnelly Snipes, and we are continuing to talk about dealing with stress in uncertain times. There are a lot of techniques, and we talked about several in part one, but there are a lot more techniques that we can use to tolerate distress. Sometimes we can't change it. You go to the doctor, you get blood work done, you've got to wait for a week to get the results back. There's some stress there, and you're going to have to tolerate that stress because you can't make the results come back any faster. The stock market has gone down and, you know, we know it's probably going to come back up. However, we don't know when and we don't know how much farther it's going to go down. And there's not a lot we can do as for most of us to affect that. So we need to develop strategies so the stress doesn't kill us because stress impacts our blood pressure, it impacts our blood sugar, it impacts our ability to fight off diseases, and too much stress for too long is also associated with cancer. I don't want any of those things. So let's talk about ways that we can prevent it. In dialectical behavior therapy, Marsha Linehan came up with two acronyms, ACCEPTS and IMPROVE, and we're going to talk about those because that lays out a bunch of strategies that you can develop in your crisis response plan the first one is activities a stands for activity when you feel distressed and there is nothing you can do about it you know like right now stock markets closed i can't move any trades and i've already lost so much money might as well not worry about it my retirement account is looking pretty pitiful i can't do anything about it so what can i do instead thinking about it, perseverating on it, getting frustrated, freaking out, thinking I may never be able to retire, that's not effective. I can go to the gym. I can go home and make dinner for my kids and watch a movie. I can go home and clean the house. It's raining outside, so I can't garden today, but gardening is a big one for me when I'm feeling stressed out because I kind of get into a zen with nature. You make a list of five activities that you can do that help you distract yourself when you are feeling distressed and there's nothing you can do to change it comparisons compare yourself or the situation to what's going on for example with the coronavirus yes we've got some cases of the coronavirus in the u.s now and that's unfortunate however we can compare ourselves to china And recognize that, you know what, we're doing pretty daggum well. And we have a lot more um, plans in place to prevent the spread of the virus. And we jumped on it quickly. So hopefully we prevented too much exposure and too much contamination already. So making comparisons to recognize kind of where you're at and help yourself feel calmer. Contributing. Sometimes you just need to do something about it in terms of politics. Um, Maybe you just need to go down and contribute to, you know, your time to helping a political campaign. The environment. Maybe you need to go out and help clean up a park, and that can help you. Folks, that's something you can do to get away from focusing on the fact that you know the ozone layer is depleting and this, that, and the other. Instead of focusing on all that and just ruminating on it contribute do what you can sometimes you just need to contribute because there's nothing you can do about the problem you need to contribute by helping somebody else out you know help your neighbor help your kids with something just get out of your own head for a few minutes so you're not thinking about it and ruminating about whatever it is that's stressing you out e stands for emotions the happy ones make a list of five things that make you happy comedians you love, your favorite funny TV shows, whatever it is that can make you laugh or make you happy. Keep a list of those things around. Push away. is P stands for push away. Push away those thoughts. When you start thinking, oh my gosh, I'm never going to be able to retire or what happens if this person gets elected and you start working yourself up into an anxiety turmoil, Take, make a conscious effort. To push it away. Just like little kids, when you try to tell them something they don't want to hear, what do they do? They plug their ears and they go, la, 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 I can't hear you. Well, that's what you want to say to the voices in your own head that are getting you all stirred up. You want to push those thoughts away. Say, I'm not going to think about this right now. As you're pushing them away, sometimes it's helpful to replace them with positive thoughts. What are you going to think about instead? And it can be completely unrelated. I've shared in multiple of my classes, one of the things that I do when I get distressed is I just turn my attention to something completely unrelated, like planting my garden. And when I'm focusing on that, that takes a fair amount of mental focus so then I don't have enough mental energy be jumping over here and thinking about whatever it is stressing me out. I force myself to focus on my garden, which is something that makes me happy, by the way, and it allows my body to relax. It allows my threat response system, that HPA axis, to tune down a little bit and to let me go back into that relaxation state so I can think more clearly. And finally, S stands for sensation, usually intense ones help jolt you out of the moment. You can splash cold water on your face, you can hold cold ice cubes, you can take a more than warm shower, be careful not to burn yourself. You can do 50 push ups. There are a lot of things that you do that are intense that can switch you. To focusing on something else. When you're holding ice cubes, you're not thinking about anything else. When you're listening to loud music, you're probably listen, hearing the music and not thinking about any, anything else. What is it, what sensations can you engage that can help distract you from whatever is causing your tor- turmoil at the moment? So you can calm down and get into that place where you can think more logically if you need to, or you can just not think about it for a while If there's nothing to change it, I the next um, acronym is improve. I stands for imagery. Use guided imagery, imagine, visualize whatever it is, resolving success or visualize, for lack of a better term, your happy place and use all your senses. What are five things that you see in your happy? What are four things that you hear? You know, I always go to the woods. You know, the forest. So there's trees, there's brooks, there's leaves on the ground. There's a bunny rabbit. There's uh, a babbling brook. What do I hear? I hear the wind. I hear the birds chirping. I hear the uh, water running. I hear the little chipmunks scampering around, you know, identifying, using as many of your senses as possible. Because when you're trying to figure out, you know, exactly what you're seeing, hearing, smelling, all that stuff, Your brain is engaged in that moment and it's not focusing on those distressful thoughts. M stands for meaning. Try to find meaning in it. What can you learn from it? How can you grow from it? This one's harder, but you know, it works for some people. Prayer. If you have a higher power, focus on prayer and turning over those things you cannot control. Asking for courage to change the things you can. Relaxation. Sometimes we just need to say, you know what, there is nothing I can do about this at this point in time. So for my own health and well-being, I need to allow myself to relax and figure out how to do that. That's going to be different for different people. Some people meditate, I exercise You know, exercising helps release serotonin and endorphins. And actually, if you're exercising at a really low intensity, it actually does reduce your stress hormones. Focus on one thing in the moment. Practice on focusing on what is right in front of you, not thinking about what happened on the news today, not thinking about what happened at work, not thinking about what you're doing tomorrow, focusing on what you're doing right now, cooking dinner. You know, immerse yourself in that moment so you're focused on that take a mental vacation allow yourself to check out for a little while and you know vegetate watching the television whatever it is allow yourself to just stop thinking and in our house we we refer to watching tv as turning our brains to jelly um because we don't watch a lot of educational programming but you know that is our time to Just let our brains relax and we take a little mental vacation and get ourselves absorbed in the show. So we're not focused on what's going on in real life right now. We're taking that mental vacation to join the um, actors in whatever show it is. And E stands for encouragement. Give yourself encouragement and get other people to give you encouragement. Find people who are positive, who can say, you know what, this is going to turn around or you know what? There are a lot of things that we're doing to stay safe. They're the ones who can be the champion, the cheerleaders, the ones that are going to say, you know what, this is going to turn out okay. There are always, there's always the possibility that things are going to go south. But what is the probability? So people who are your cheering squad, people who are your positive supports are going to be the ones that are going to help you balance out the negativity and provide you that hope That we're all so desperate to find. Set boundaries is another strategy. When we are stressed out, when we're in turmoil, when things aren't going well, we tend to get exhausted. When our threat response system is turned on, we are running all cylinders wide open, which exhausts a lot of our energy, even if we're not doing anything. That emotional turmoil is exhausting. Ask for help when needed and say no to requests for things. If it is going to cause you to be overwhelmed, be willing to check yourself and say, what is it that I need to be happy and healthy right now? Do I have the energy to help my friend move right now? Do I have the energy to work a double? Do I have the energy or is it going to be catastrophic? Is it going to bleed all my energy dry? Avoid social media addiction. Not only does the media media tend to focus on the negative and spin it up like crazy, but social media tends to focus on the negative. And things that go viral tend to be things that get people fired up. Fired up is what we're trying to avoid. We're trying to help people feel calmer, feel more relaxed, feel more in control, not more powerless. If you have to get on social media, you know, try to control who is in your social media circle to make sure they're the positive people and they're not trolls and they're not people who are going to constantly be sending you things. With my Facebook, for example, um, I do a lot of animal rescue and during times when I'm already stressed out, I can't get on Facebook because in its infinite wisdom, the Facebook gurus think that I want to see images of dogs that are at shelters all across the country. It's like every third post is some dog that is homeless and at risk of being destroyed. And I'm like, really? No, this is not what I need to see right now. Be willing to, you know, if you need to send a message out to your friends on social media and say, you know what, I'm checking out for a while, do. You know, not to, as a way of trying to get people to um, give you attention, but as a way to let people know, I'm not going to be on... Social media for a while, so they don't worry, you know, that's cool, but sometimes you just need to turn it off. Schedule your day and maintain your routine. This is really important. When our circadian rhythms get out of whack, then we don't know when we're supposed to eat, we don't know when we're hungry, we don't know we're sleepy, and our cortisol levels are all over the place. Circadian rhythms are really important and they are set largely by the daylight cycle, and on top of everything else, we're getting ready to. Turn the clocks forward. I was just like, really? One more stressor. But that's okay. That means more daylight. So focusing on the positive there. It's important to make sure you maintain your routine, to maintain those circadian rhythms. Don't start staying up all night fretting or playing on video games because you're trying to avoid fretting. Maintain that routine so you can keep your hormones and including your stress hormones in balance and in the rhythm they're supposed to be in. Write down and review what's important to you and your goals every morning. So, review it, and then throughout the day, ask yourself, You know, is what I'm thinking, is what I'm doing right now helping me enhance these goals? And for me, as I said earlier, uh, good relationships with my family, my own health, um, having a successful business. You know, I have several things that are important to me, and I need to regularly ask myself you know, is getting upset about this or is doing this in any way contributing to those goals. And if not, I probably need to redirect my energy. But by reviewing those goals every morning, it keeps them in the forefront of your mind. So you're not as tempted to go off on a little detour. Do be compassionate with yourself and others. Right now, most people are under a certain amount of stress because of something or some things that are going on in the world so people may be more irritable people may be more tempted to be creating chaos or catastrophizing and okay it happened be compassionate if you find yourself creating catastrophic thoughts in your mind like you know this is going to be the end of the world check it notice th- notice your thought and say okay you know, I I recognize that I'm worried about this. However, let me see what the best course of action is. Don't judge yourself and say, I shouldn't be feeling this way, or I'm stupid to feel this way. You feel how you feel. You react how you react in large part. So checking that and saying, all right, let me be compassionate with myself. I'm being more irritable with people right now because I'm stressed. So what can I do about it? Instead of saying, I'm a bad person for being irritable and, you know, being grouchy with people. Noticing it and then choosing how to improve the next moment is a much better use of your energy. And finally, manage the mind-body connection. When we are thinking stressful thoughts, it turns on our stress response system and it gets us anxious. If we are anxious, then we are going to notice unpleasant things in the environment we are going to have more negative thoughts which is going to turn that stress response system up even higher we need to manage this by checking our thoughts and checking our behavior when we are sleep deprived malnourished you know not getting enough got, not getting enough food dehydrated using stimulants including caffeine and nicotine all of those are stressors on the body and can make the body think that there's more of a threat not saying give up caffeine cold turkey right now You know, unless that was something you already planned to do, please don't because that's another stressor, but be aware of what's going on and try to recognize the impact your thoughts have on your body and on your stress response and recognize how calming thoughts can have the opposite reaction, can help you calm down. I hope some of those were helpful and we have got one more installment of this series coming up. Welcome back to dealing with stress in uncertain times. I am Dr. Donnelly Snipes and this is the third installment of this series. We're talking about more strategies that we can use in order to deal with some of the chaotic stress that's going on right now geopolitically in the stock market with, you know, coronavirus and healthcare concerns, environmental issues. There's just lots of stuff going on right now. So how can we deal with it so we can be happy? We don't wanna live our lives in a state of constant stress and anxiety and negativity. That's no way to live. So some strategies include surrounding yourself with positive, supportive people. Don't surround yourself with Chicken Little. Don't surround yourself with people who are constantly ruminating on and ranting about what's wrong with the world and what's negative and that the sky is going to fall. That's just going to surround yourself with people who are creating solutions. Surround yourself with people who are noticing the positive and surround yourself with people who are just plain Positive. They may recognize, most of us, I think, recognize there are some unpleasant things going on right now, but we also can force ourselves and train ourselves to also notice the positive. Become mindful of how you feel and purposeful and how you choose to use your energy. If you wake up in the morning and you're already stressed out, Choose how you use your energy that day. What is going to be the best course of action to help you have the happiest day possible? If you're stressed out in the middle of the day and you notice it, you know, maybe um, it used to happen to me sometimes when I worked on a residential, if I would notice that I was starting to feel stressed out, if I was mindful of that, I might shut my door that day because people popping in and interrupting, you know, every 20 minutes was stressful. And if I was already stressed out, I knew that I was more likely to respond unpleasant when they did that. So shutting my door and setting boundaries to protect myself was a way that helped me recharge. And it also allowed me, you know, not encounter other feelings. You know, if I tended to irritable with somebody, then I might feel guilty about it and yada, yada, a lot of extra stress there. I would just shut the door. Being mindful and setting boundary important. Practice acceptance. I say this so often. It is what it is. We can't change the past. We can't forecast the future, at least not very well. All we can do is accept what is in the moment and figure out how we're going to try to improve the next moment. Not the next day, not the next week, but what am I going to do to improve the next moment? Part of that is acknowledging what is and what we have control over, accepting the fact that we don't have control over everything and allowing ourselves to feel frustration or anxiety or whatever for the moment. Feelings are okay. We want to be able to feel feelings, but then we need to adapt. Instead of holding on to those feelings and nurturing that anger and nurturing that anxiety, adapt. Say, okay, I'm angry about this. Or I'm really stressed out about this. What can I do to help myself feel better in the next moment? And that may be using some of those distress tolerance skills we talked about in the last video, or it may be playing with my dog, or it may be making a plan for how to address the situation if there are aspects that I can control. But that's what the adaptation is all about. We need to learn to be okay, even if we don't have all the answers. And a lot of the things that I've mentioned, we don't have the answers for. We don't understand a whole lot about the uh, COVID virus. We don't know when the stock market's going to go up. We don't know who's going to be elected in November. There's a lot we don't know, and we have to be okay with some of that ambiguity. Yes, I would love for some of these things to get solved so I had answers. That would make me feel calmer, but... We don't. So I need to figure out a way to deal with that ambiguity. You know, understand that fretting over it isn't going to get the solution here any faster. Practice impeccable self-care. We talked about this a little bit in the last video. Make sure to eat a healthy diet. Your body makes the neurotransmitters and hormones you need to feel happy, healthy, energized from the food you eat. You eat crappy, you're going to feel crappy. You know, that's just kind of the way it is. Pay attention to how many stimulants you're ingesting, including caffeine, nicotine, decongestants. Those are all going to ramp up your stress response and potentially make you feel more anxious. Remember that caffeine has roughly a six-hour half-life, so the caffeine that you drink at noon isn't out of your body until midnight, so it's still going to interrupt your sleep or impact your sleep quality. Nicotine has a much shorter half-life, but it's about two hours. So if you smoke four hours before bed, um, then you know, it'll be out of your system by the time you go to bed. But if you're smoking right before bed, the stimulant effects of the nicotine are still going to be impacting your sleep. But just pay attention to some things like that. Uh, make sure to practice good ergonomics and stretch and address any pain issues so it doesn't impact your sleep. And be kind to yourself. Self-care also means doing things that make us happy because it's like running a hot bath. When we are stressed, it's like hot water, wide open, hot water. Well, you don't want to sit in that. That's going to scald you. We need to add the happy. We need to add some cool water to it to help us relax and calm down in order to make it tolerable. Self-care involves adding in happy. Do things every day, even if life is stressful. Do things every day that make you smile. Be patient with yourself and others and try to eliminate shoulds and shouldn't. Hindsight is twenty twenty. I should have done this yesterday. Yeah, well, I didn't. I missed the opportunity. Too late. I can't go back to yesterday and make it happen. I can learn from it so I don't make the same mistake twice, but I can't change the past. I need to learn to accept that, all right, missed that opportunity. It is what it is. And the shouldn'ts usually revolve around, I shouldn't feel this way, or I shouldn't think this way, or I shouldn't have to, whatever. Well, you know, you may have to, and it may be unfair. Life can be unfair at times. But being patient with yourself and recognizing, I don't want to do this, um, or I don't want to have to endure this, that's very valid but you may have to. Other helpful questions you can ask yourself. What is my belief about this situation? You know, Do I believe that the um, pandemic is going to come to the United States and all the schools are going to shut down and millions of people are going to die and da, da, da. Okay. Do I believe that? Well, let's hypothetically say I do, which I don't, by the way, but if I did, what are the facts for and against my belief? You know, let's look at the facts here. Let's look at how many people, how long this has been going on and how many people in the U.S. have gotten it so far. Let's look at what our protective measures are. Let's look at, you know, the the risk of the virus spreading. Well, that kind of goes into the other category of a little bit dangerous, but we're getting more of a handle on it. Um, Let's look at the fact that we've had months now to start trying to find a vaccine or a cure for it. So by the time it gets to a pandemic level, if it got there, which we're hoping it won't, then we're that much closer to having a vaccine. So looking at the facts and recognizing what is real and what is just media-induced panic is really important. Identifying factors that you're failing to consider. What other things are going into this? We'll stick with the virus for right now. Yes, it got really bad in China and seemingly really fast, but there were... It was a lot longer before they instituted, cont- instituted containment procedures. Other factors I'm failing to consider. I'm healthy. I don't smoke. You know, I am re- relatively low risk for experiencing major negative effects from the virus. So, okay, I can take comfort in that. Um, I am in the middle of a rural area which means, you know, I'm not going to be exposed to people who are regularly traveling because we just don't in this area of the county. Um, So focusing on other factors that basically contradict my belief that the sky is going to fall is really important to consider all the facts. Yes, it's a bad virus. And yes, you know, if my kids had it, it would be really bad mojo. Um, However, what is the likelihood? Am I using all or nothing or extreme words? If I start saying everybody's going to get this and we're all going to die, yes, those are extreme words and those are not accurate. So it's important to recognize what is accurate and check our verbiage or saying everybody who comes into contact with it um, has gets sick or has major complications. That's not true. We need to Focus on what the facts are. Am I focusing on the worst possible outcome? Well, the scenario I gave you was yeah, that was probably the worst possible outcome. What is the difference between possibility and probability? The possibility that we could have a huge global pandemic and you know, lots and lots of death and problems. There's a minuscule possibility. What's the probability that it's going to get that far? The probability from the data we have right now is very slim. So making sure that we really examine our beliefs, look at the facts for and against, the factors, all the factors that go into it, not just a little sliver of the factors, you know, consider your personal factors, check whether you're using extreme words, whether you're making trying making a catastrophe out of it and whether you're confusing a slim possibility with a probability that something's going to happen. Alrighty, I hope those tips were helpful and I will see you in the next set of videos.